All right, welcome to another Indecorous Podcast. Purveyors of fact, farce, and fucked up history join in this futile quest for knowledge. Have a laugh, learn a fact, and try out all our super safe and decorous life hacks. As always, we have Carlos. That's me. Bobby. Yo. And today our special guest, comedian Devin Pinnegar. I'm this guy. <laughs> and I'm Ian. I'll be your drunk driver through this collision course of nonsense. All right, gang. We got a very special show for you. This is the Valentine's Day episode. Woo! So everyone's going to have hard-ons after hearing this. So our lead topic, because it's Valentine's Day, we have the most romantic story that you never heard of. In Minnesota, a man threw a methamphetamine-fueled death party for his dying wife. Sending a spouse off to the great unknown is not an easy task. For the Johnson family, this proper send-off required meth, death metal music, and hot, sloppy old people sex. So I'll let Bobby lead us off here. This is an amazing tale of love and compassion. Dwayne Johnson's wife, not to be confused with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. This uh, is Dwayne the Scissors Johnson. Yeah, Dwayne, <laughs> Dwayne the, the Meth Head Johnson. The, yeah, Minnesotan meth addict Johnson. His wife had one dying wish as she approached the end of her life, and that was to not die in a nursing home. So Dwayne, ever the loving husband, sent her out with a heavy metal drug sex party. I'm still I picturing the rock fucking old people. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know how old these people were? Oh, well, yeah, I got the sauce on this. This is uh, going to be amazing. Picture here tells the whole story. Here's here's what? Here's some boy. He's uh, 67 years old and his lady friend was too. He looks like the personification of a penis if it got beat up and was on drugs. All right, I'll let Carlos take us on this next one here. When 9-11 operators showed up to the house after he called, they found Dwayne High and naked with lots of drugs and 47 stolen guns laying around. The words death parade, God, hell were painted on the front door in red paint. <laughs> when police came inside, things got even weirder from there. How does this guy steal 47 guns? Yeah. Like, how do you, like, that's his thing? He just steals like guns? Like a pawn shop or something. I don't know. Like, he doesn't even use the guns to steal shit. He just uses a gun to steal another gun. Looks like a vicious cycle. <laughs> the words sound like war's opening act. Oh, yeah. Death parade, God hell. He could just form a band. Yeah. A one man band. <laughs> That's just what I call life. Death parade, God hell. <laughs> it's every day of my life. <laughs> so the police find this guy high as shit, naked. I mean, we can't peruse over that fact. Just completely naked with all the stolen guns. But it gets even more fun from there. That's that China Grove coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck naked as hell, man. <laughs> China Grove for our listeners is a fun place where you can throw a rock in any direction and will always hit a small, creepy Southern Baptist church where they handle snakes. <laughs> the most Confederate flags per capita. <laughs> so I'll let Devin take his on this next one here. Dwayne Johnson told authorities that her final wishes were to die at home and have an actual death party that would involve the couple rocking out to her favorite song, <laughs> Quiet Riot's Metal Health. <laughs> By all accounts, they went through with that plan and switched from medication to methamphetamine. I mean, <laughs> I know when I go off by antidepressants, meth, that's my go-to move. That's how you wean from yeah. drug A to drug B. Well, I don't know why it has to be medication to methamphetamine. These are both medications, really. <laughs> yeah. It's different types of medication. <laughs> why would you switch? Just double up. You hate having teeth. You hate fucking the dignity that wearing clothes brings you. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to switch to meth, Devin. <laughs> It looked like he was already missing the teeth, so maybe he's like, fuck it, meth. Yeah. Like, what's the worst yeah. that's going to happen? I lose teeth that I don't already have? You're not going to lose your tongue, so yeah. you can't lose anything else <laughs> yeah. in his mouth. 
Like, if you already have dentures, that's the best time to start doing meth. Yeah. I don't <laughs> see why not. How many years does he have left, really? Why not yeah. get in some meth? Next yeah. week, heroin. <laughs> you might as well, yeah. The one problem I see with all this is that it doesn't sound like he got her to like tell anybody else that this is what she wanted. <laughs> like he stole the, her from the old folks' home. This should have been like step one. It's like, hey, some people might not view this as kosher. <laughs> you know, like sign a piece of paper or something telling people that, yeah, this is definitely, they're never going to believe that you love Quiet Riot's metal health. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, honestly, earlier they said that she said that her only wish was to not die in a nursing home. It sounds yeah. like he took a lot of liberty after that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he just did what he wanted to do. Oh, you don't want to die in that home? Cool, we're going to rock out yeah, with some exactly. meth. <laughs> yeah. A methed out sex party. Got it. Now, did, I, did I miss something or were they the only two people there? There were other people, right? Because <laughs> is that a party if it's just two people? They party so hard you thought there were other people yeah, there. They, they heard other people, but it was just them. That was the mess. Just them in the 47 guns. That's party enough, man. Got quiet, right? I mean, they count as friends, right? (laughs) I like that if this story really takes off, now it's going to be a thing where, like, if you tell somebody like this, and I don't want to die in a nursing home, but that doesn't mean I want meth, death, metal, hot, sloppy old people sex. Make that clear. Just not a nursing home. I'm I'm wondering if they just had that song on a loop for, like, hours. It is ironic that the song has the word health in it, that she died listening to it. So here's the startling conclusion of the story. Her husband said she was having convulsions, but he refused to call 911. Instead, he held her down to prevent her from injuring herself when they had old people sex for the last time. Oh, <laughs> so she would be having like little seizures, but he just like held her steady, like steady the ship or whatever. So, uh, uh, I mean, she was died. she really having a convulsion or was she was just trying to get that old motherfucker <laughs> off of her? <laughs> she always yells out no when she has convulsions. <laughs> like, like, I can't breathe. Like, oh, I'm almost done. Almost done. <laughs> she died shortly thereafter, but told the police that she gave him a thumbs up at the end. Because <laughs> 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 that's the only way he can come. Probably trying to make a fist, but she couldn't do it all the way. <laughs> She's trying to punch him in his like, a weak little fist and he's like oh she was telling me I, I fucked her really good thumbs up <laughs> so when she finally passed Johnson washed her body and wrapped her in linen like the bible told him to do <laughs> <laughs> apparently he read the bible before he did this it took a little while and that explains why rigor mortis had already set in by the time the police arrived I think he kept fucking her for <laughs> my gut about this guy yeah so he was like he saw a chance to fuck her without her having convulsions but I was like might as well Finally getting laid without someone forming all around. Yeah. He wanted seconds, and the buffet was closed. He was it's like, no, the, the buffet is not closed. The first time he ever got to have sex with somebody that wasn't <laughs> trying to get away, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, he's constantly thinking everyone he fucks is having seizures. Cause <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. just what he calls self-defense is seizures and convulsions. Oh, they're seizing again. Oh, no. Yeah, what's the cutoff <laughs> point? Caesar had mace. Oh, no. <laughs> what's the cutoff point for, like, a necrophiliac? Like, do you stop when the first maggot shows up? Or... <laughs> Yeah, this is true love right here. So this is a good way to kick off our our Valentine's Day episode. What better way to kick off Valentine's Day than with four dudes? (laughs) (laughs) If anybody knows romance, it's four dudes. Talking about old people sex. All right, so moving on to our next topic. Valentine's Day themed unethical life hacks. So we've scraped the bowels of the internet to find the most amazing life hacks for those brave enough to dare. So set your moral compasses south and join us for this special edition of Unethical Effects. All right, we'll have Bobby take this first one here. 
If you've had a mastectomy and you only have one breast left, find a boyfriend who only has one arm. Win-win. He's going to squeeze your breast. He's only got the one hand to do it. This way he won't feel sad that he's missing out on squeezing two nice luscious breasts. I think he's still going to be sad. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I think the whole just having one arm is going to be sad already. He's still got to drive home with that one arm. What if they met and, like, at the same time both said, ew, get away from me, freak? <laughs> and then they said jinx, and then it was love yeah. at first sight after that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he's going to be, like, the best ever at that one hand, and she's going to have, like, the hottest breast ever. So it's probably going to somehow offset. Oh, is that how it works? Like, if you get a mastectomy, like, the other breast becomes... <laughs> that much sexier? Yeah, if it works that way, then I just want to get a third arm implanted. <laughs> <laughs> but try to make a... <laughs> like, listen, I'm bringing three arms to the table here, honey. <laughs> Better get that third implant <laughs> even one like a gimpy little arm that's barely swings side to side like a baby arm like a baby arm. yeah yeah anything just get a third tit and work it out all right i'll let carlos take us on this next one here your husband or boyfriend is uncircumcised and you can't convince him to get cut Carefully insert a few razor blades up your vagina next time you're about to have sex with him the old jewish doctor hack what why does this how do I sound it as anti-Semitic? <laughs> Circumcisions, bro. The old Jewish oh, doctor. Oh, okay. You know? I just thought this was one another one where you blame the Jews on everything. <laughs> I do blame the Jews for having very nice penises. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I like this one. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this probably isn't going to work. Ladies, if your boyfriend is pressuring you to do anal, but you don't want to do it, take a bunch of laxatives. And then tell them you're ready to try. He'll never ask again after that. <laughs> I think I would power through because this <laughs> this is my reason. Because yeah, I throw up easily, and sometimes I'm kind of a drunk. So you've had a lot of practice powering through. Well, I figure it gives me a pass for if I inevitably puke on her during sex. So it's like, remember that time you shit on me? What are you gonna say? So, okay, so you're just looking for the out anyway. Yeah. So this gives you plausible deniability. Yeah, it wasn't because I'm a drunk baby. It was because yeah. the lax. I'm gonna put it. On the back burner, remember that for when I fuck up. I, you could hold that over her head forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You sat on me. What? what? <laughs> What's so worse I than that? I came home three hours late. I fucked your you sister. Shit on me. But I didn't shit on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you shit on her. It was fucked up. <laughs> but as ingenious of a hack as this is, couldn't this backfire, though? Oh, it like, really could. Yeah. What if that's, that's how you find out he's into that shit? I mean, what if he, you just created a scat enthusiast now? And now every time you have sex, he's asking you to poop on him. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't even thinking about that, and you had to go and throw it in his face. <laughs> oh, man, imagine if she just breaks up with you, though. Once you find out you're into that, fuck, I'm into people sitting on me. Then she breaks up on you. How hard would it be to find that again? You're just fucked for life. That's like finding a unicorn. Yeah, I don't even know how you would approach that yeah. with anybody. You can't bring that up in a Starbucks. Like, oh, yeah, you know this coffee you're drinking right now? It'd be great if you just splattered it all over me later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I always think the best time to ever bring up a real dirty kink is April Fool's Day. <laughs> then you have an out. Then you have an out. Because you're going to be like, ah, you know what would be great? It's like if you shit all over me and then like, what? And like, ah, April Fool's. But if she says, yeah, boom, Then you'll be good. like, yeah, okay, let's do this. Dude, that might be the best life hack we've ever had. That is really good. Holy shit. Yeah, if you got some really kinky shit, just wait for April You've Fool's. done this before. <laughs> well, yeah, plead the fifth. You do this every April. <laughs> There's not enough April Fool's days. Holy shit. All those April Fool's days with Carlos seem less fun now. <laughs> I'll let Devin take us home now. Is that a glass coffee table you have there? <laughs> <laughs>
Dogs hate getting suppositories, but in case you have to give your dog one finger his butthole every so often, so he's used to getting it. I love how it's like dogs hate getting suppositories, unlike everybody else <laughs> that loves them. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny it says dogs. It, no one's going to have the balls to put cats hate getting suppositories and then try this because they'll call yeah. the fuck out of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's okay if it's dog. If it was like... You know, babies hate getting suppositories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think I saw cats hate getting suppositories on like an epitaph once. <laughs> Isn't that that new Netflix movies? Don't yeah. give like, don't give suppositories. Yeah, cats. Yeah, don't yeah, give don't. suppositories to cats. <laughs> <laughs> All the rage. All right, moving us right along into our main topic of the week. Valentine's Day is a fun day for people to try to experiment and, you know, once a year, get the girlfriend to do some kinky shit, right? So we're going to talk today about the origins of said kinky shit and reveal the dark history of sadomasochism. Bobby lead us off here. Sadomasochism, or SNM as it's more commonly known, is the giving or receiving of sexual pleasure from pain or humiliation. It's a combination of sadism, inflicting pain, and masochism, receiving pain, that were invented by two very different dudes who just like to have their own versions of a good time. While sadism comes first in SNM, we're going to talk about masochism first because you don't open with your closer. Carlos can take us on the first one. The next time you go to take a leisurely stroll to your local sex dungeon to pay a few bucks to get some clothespins clamped to your nipples, take a second to pay respect to the inventor of masochism, Leopold von Sacher Masak. Is that how you say that? I don't Masak? Sacher Masach. The writer paved the way with his books Venus in Furs, which was based on his fetish for dominant women wearing fur. In a six-month contract, he signed making him the slave of a writer who wanted help getting published but soon became his mistress. What's the time period here? Is this a long, long time ago? or I think this is like late 1800s. Okay. Yeah, a bit of his time, damn. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. I How mean, do you renege on that contract if you just get tired of having your fucking nipples always purple-nurpled and you're just like, ah, not today. It's like, I got a contract. <laughs> Six more months of this shit. Yeah, and he was Jewish, too. It's like, excuse me, you're in breach here. <laughs> it says she was a writer. What if he found out her writing sucked? Like, I know that's not the biggest issue. He's probably getting whipped and shit, but just like four months in, you actually read her writing for the first yeah. time, and you're like, oh, she is talentless. Oh, I'm yeah. going to be able to get hard while well, my ball's getting punched now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it had anything to do with the writing. I think it was just a woman that came to him. Oh, no. I know. It could have been any woman. <laughs> she nah, was just but, literate, so he just gave her the But that privilege. is a good point. You don't want to get whipped by some hack. <clears throat> you know what I mean? yeah. Some talentless bro. Some talentless. I found out this porn star like, I was really into astrology. I mean, I still jerked off to her, but it, it just, <laughs> I didn't jerk off to her as a human anymore. Yeah, just as Definitely a Definitely towering through in those hard spots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I try not to find out anything about porn stars, because it's it's always going to be disappointing. Because once you find out they're just a dumb, you know, batshit crazy person into crystals and fucking moon water, then you're just like, I can't jack off of this anymore. Yeah, very rarely do you like, oh, and she's a world-renowned microbiologist. You know, there's, <laughs> it's usually not a positive thing. 
All right, I'll let Devin take us on this next one here. He enjoyed being a slave so much, he asked his wife to basically help him live out the experiences he wrote about in his fucked up books. She eventually stopped playing along, so he divorced her and married his assistant, who was glad to help <laughs> twist his nipples. He eventually went crazy, assuming he wasn't already to begin with, and died in an insane asylum. And this is how the word masochism came about from this dude, who was like the ultimate and original cuck. I guess, if you will. So on the other side of the dungeon, Marquis de Sade is the guy that sadism is named after. He was also a writer, but he was known for depicting violent sexual fantasies and was a prominent proponent of absolute freedom, unrestrained by morality, religion, or law. What could go wrong there? So the dude really liked to play by his own rules and march to his own drummer, essentially. What time period are we talking about here? This is the late 1700s. So the other guy was different 1800s. Guy, different guy. Okay, different guy. So guy number one, the masochist guy, late 1800s. Guy number two, late 1700s. I so think. this guy preceded masochist guy. I think so. Right? Sadist preceded... It's kind of like I'm trying to think of like, you know, the... <laughs> Which came first, the, yeah, the chicken, chicken or, or the egg that wanted to get whipped? The right, whipping boy yeah. or the whipper, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense. If you're into, is it sadism? Yeah, yeah. I always want to say sadism because yeah. it's sad, like it's the yeah. sad. Yeah, it's yeah, Sadism is usually comedy. Yeah, right? sadism yeah. is just my life. <laughs> so this guy was just like, I just like fucking hitting people. Yeah. I've never heard of anybody liking getting hit, but fuck it. I'm still going to hit him. <laughs> hey, you miss 100% of yeah. the shots you don't take? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I mean, the joy of two people when they finally found each other. You're like, man, I've been asking chicks to punch me in the balls for years, and they think I'm a freak. What? I love punching dudes in the balls. Yeah. yeah. Like the guy that landed the first donkey punch that was reciprocated by someone that loved it. Well, I think this is back in the day when if you had a sexual fetish or something, you had to write a book about it. Oh, yeah. And just hope <laughs> that you found your, your audience. Yeah, that was your OK Cupid of the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was no back page back then. Yeah, just, <laughs> just become an author. It no beer back exchange back in the day. But that would be wonderful. I mean, like if you punch somebody and they're like, oh, hell yeah. I mean, it'd be the equivalent <laughs> of what you just talked about when you're like, oh, you just shit on me. That's awesome. And they're like, oh, you like that? How fucking I'll just shit on you all the time. What are the odds? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still stuck on the fact that, he, like you said, he wrote a book, though. That's a lot of effort. Like, I feel yeah. like I'm too lazy. Like, I'd just be like, yeah, I give up. I guess I'm just not getting off. Yeah, you, you can't exactly pull in April Fool's on a 200-page book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you put a lot of effort in this yeah. April Fool's joke. Oh, man. I spent three years on this fucking <laughs> bit. It's very elaborate. Yeah, I really ruse. committed to this. <laughs> Desaad was a big fan of prostitutes, or as some folks might say, a job creator. <laughs> he was put under surveillance by Paris police after several prostitutes complained about him. After a few short stints in prison, he was exiled to his castle in Lacoste. 1768, a woman he hired to supposedly be his housekeeper ended up escaping out of a second-story window and filing a complaint that he ripped her clothes off, threw on a piece of furniture, and tied her up so she couldn't see behind her, then whipped her and poured hot candle wax into the wounds. Anyone right. want to take a guess and say maybe she didn't clean the house very well and he was just pissed off at her? That's probably, <laughs> yeah, that's... See, originally I was a little upset, but now that you explained the reasoning behind it, I'm like, okay. Yeah, now There's it, justification. Yeah, now it makes sense. Yeah, this had nothing to do with sex. He just really enjoyed being a shitty boss. This is a, well, again, this is before the internet. Like, he didn't have Yelp to write a bad review. <laughs> so this is the only option he had. It's like you just whip the woman and pour hot candle wax on her wounds. That's what you do during a job interview? You check somebody's back for whip marks? That's or? sort of the term background check comes yeah. from. Like, <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> but, but on the other hand, couldn't you just like hire people off the street that are just begging for money and just be like, hey, come over here. I want to, uh, we'll, we'll figure out what you're going to do for work today. And just boom, chain them up and start beating them and see if they'll play along. I think you could do pretty much anything back then. There were no cameras. Oh, yeah. And you had all the time. In well, the world. and as long as you were rich, because it yeah, sounds like yeah. this guy was super rich. He was, yeah. Because if it was some poor dude that had all these fantasies, he, he, have would, a he would never get oh, yeah, anywhere. Yeah, yeah he'd like, beat a rental of the bus driving murderer. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so the fact is that he might have been the one that made it famous, but you know there were other fucking uh, sadists well, before the word was even invented, but other guys, sadists. Yeah, I keep saying sadists. I guess. Yeah. I'm going to do that several times. <laughs> It's going to be on the best of number three. <laughs> but when you're rich, you can get away with so much more. That's why Jeffrey Epstein got away with everything that he did. It's because he was a multimillionaire. I'm sure there were yeah. plenty of other dudes that would have done the same shit, but oh, they didn't yeah. have the fucking financial means to abuse women. And Probably had popes and just you know, yeah. anyone else like that back then. Yeah, yeah. Everybody that's in power will get away with this shit. This guy's just happened to be like the first guy to publicize it. Hmm. So anyway, that got kind of depressing. So let's talk about sad abusing children <laughs> and young employees, most of whom complained about being molested and quit as quickly as they were hired. Orders in him to flee again when the complaints surfaced. He returned a couple of years later and picked up right where he left off, hiring young servant girls and would soon flee. The father of one of the girls attempted to shoot Saad point blank, but the gun misfired. See, this is why I say there's no God. There is no God. That's proof right there. <laughs> yeah. This guy got that lucky. The fucking gun just misfired, and he got to imagine do this over and over again. Yeah, and it like further cemented like that to him was divine intervention. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's I'm like, supposed to be doing this. I was gonna stop. If I God didn't want me to do this, this mm -hmm. one day they will name a kink after me. <laughs> I do think that's how these pastors that get insanely wealthy, like the Joel Austins or guys who are worse yeah. than him. I agree. They yeah. need to be shot point blank. Yeah, they should be shot. <laughs> no, they, they get that wealth and they think, oh, yeah, God's confirming this is what oh, I'm exactly. yeah. Yeah. No, it's capitalism confirming yeah. it. Oh, yeah, you've been blessed. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when Saad was called to Paris to visit his supposedly ill mother, the successful trap led to his arrest. So apparently it was a fake, supposedly old mother, and the police were there, and it was a sting or something. So he continued to write the If I Did It books of the day, including his most famous work, 120 Days of Sodom. A few years later in 1772, Desaad and his manservant Latour were sentenced to death in absentia for sodomy and the drugging of prostitutes with Spanish fly. They fled to Italy and brought Desaad's sister-in-law, who he later had an affair with, who were eventually caught and imprisoned until they escaped a few months later and hid out in, in Desaad's castle, Faust, uh, where Desaad's wife joined them. <laughs> Imagine how charming this guy had to be. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. To, like keep reeling people in. They're like, hey, let's do this fucked up shit. Let's keep doing it. Yeah, I he think He had the... a wife and she was cool with it. Yeah, what was his courtship <laughs> game like? I mean, he must have been legendary. Yeah, I mean, the only person that must have been more persuasive in human history had to be that guy they did that documentary about that, like, he abused this daughter in the family and then fucked the mom oh, yeah, yeah, and then so. fucked the dad. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. That yeah. dude had mad game. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, uh, what the fuck? What was it? I saw that. I what it was called, but My yeah. name is Dolomite. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's good. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this dude was seriously like the originator of the whippings, the fucking nipple clamping, all that shit, and fucking 
I guess all these books outlined how to do it the best. Sodom, that's the old town that God destroyed, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, yeah. And then Sodomite is somebody that takes it up the ass, because that's sodomizing, is right? right. Fucking yeah. somebody up the ass? Yeah. yeah. I, I wonder how, do you guys know how that came about? Was Is that what Sodom was famous for? Just everybody kept fucking up the ass? <laughs> I mean, is that how that word came up? Did anybody know? I think he's the guy that invented anal sex, probably. He was just like... From the first, Sodom? The first dude. Sodom was like the dude that invented the hack of... There's not a lady around. You can fuck your buddy, you know. In the ass. Yeah. I guess. I mean, is this all in the Bible? I think it's in the Bible. I think it's like. I really need to check that like out. Sodom chapter three verse four. <laughs> I figured there's like some dude who was very judgmental about that town. You know, like oh that dude's on the wrong side of the tracks, but he got too drunk one night and <laughs> someone from Sodom fucked him in the ass, but he was ashamed about it the next day because the guy from Sodom was poor, and then he was just like ah oh, been sodomized. <laughs> oh, that was just a thing. Yeah, uh, and he sent him on his way, and it's like, oh, you don't want to get fucked by the sodomites. So you get in okay. so, like, originally it was it was almost like you got punked. It was like you got <laughs> sodomized. Oh man! Like if they had hidden camera shows, that would be it. They would show uh, you guy getting sodomized. fucked, boom, yeah. and they had a big screen graphic. Yeah. You've been sodomized. Like, Booper music playing, some <laughs> confetti falls from the sky, and it's like Z apostrophe D because that's like a cool <laughs> yeah. way to sodomized. <laughs> So that's the etymology okay. of the word sodomy. I'm glad we, we figured that one out. <laughs> All right, and Devin concludes on this last point here. All right. After his release from prison in 1790, he did what any noble sex offender would do and got into politics, <laughs> smooth-talking his way into being elected to the National Convention during the French Revolution. Years later, Napoleon had him imprisoned for one of his earlier writings and after abusing multiple young prisoners. He was transferred to an insane asylum where he eventually died, leaving behind a mistress he started dating four years earlier when she was 14 years old. They were dating? Yeah. yeah that's a cute way of putting it. I, I, she probably didn't call it dating. They went on dates that consisted yeah, of her. Yeah, they went on Red Lobster together a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just whipped her and fucking put clamps on her nipples, and that was a date. Yeah. What did he die of, do we know? He couldn't get no satisfaction. This is what the Rolling Stones song was yeah, wrote, wrote, wrote about. Okay. Yeah. He had to have all kinds of STDs. Wouldn't it be amazing, though, if he didn't? Like, yeah, right? Yeah. Just, I mean, again, if he died with no STDs, then really he was God's chosen one. Oh, <laughs> the gun misfired. You fucked all these people. You didn't get You sodomized people. Nothing. I feel like at least half the guns back then would misfire, probably. <laughs> yeah, right? you're right. They're probably not yeah. very good. You didn't pack your musket right or whatever. <laughs> Say he was God's like chosen child or whatever. Wouldn't it be funny, though, if God's whole reason was just nonsense? Like, yeah, I kept giving him a pass. He's just cool. He's a cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> Told good jokes. He's, just a, he's a good hang. He's a good hang. <laughs> he's the life of the party. Yeah, he was the kind of guy you'd want to have a beer with. All right, we just want to give a shout out to all of our fans on Podcast Republic. We just got our latest five-star review from a Podcast Republic user, Thank you, a podcast Republic user. You're clearly doing it the right way. Unfortunately, someone gave us our first ever four-star review. And I don't know about you, Bobby, but what does that mean? What does a four-star review mean? Uh, well, this is devastating because I've gone through my entire life so far knowing I'm infallible. And <laughs> the fact that this computer error would come through and sully the good indecorous intercation podcast I think, yeah, name. I think you're onto something. There's something wrong with the algorithm podcast Republic is using. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't make any sense. Four stars. Yeah. I mean, we need to put the internet on hold for a minute until we Maybe get to they the were just of like out of stars at this point. I think so. Like, we can only give you four right now, but eventually we'll give you six. Yeah. Yeah. And then it so we're hoping the hey, podcast Republic, oh, we hope you correct this at some point. Yeah. Before we correct you. And then we have another review from iTunes. DP Creates. <laughs> 
It says, learn and laugh. Can't go wrong with learning and laughing. Thank you, DP Creates. That's Double Penetration Creates. Yes, right? yes. Okay, thank you, Double Penetration Creates. Yeah, Airtight Creates was already taken. <laughs> All right. Uh, so thank you, Timothy Johnson, for saying Carlos is funny and unique and has a voice for podcasts. A.K.A. Yeah. Carlos's mother, Timothy that, Johnson. <laughs> that's right. My mother's a man. <laughs> Don't listen to them, Timothy. You're the real MVP. <laughs> I get that this is good for the podcast, but I'm a little insulted. <laughs> and uh, we also got another good review from Ashley Ray, but she doesn't mention me by name, so I don't even know why we're reading this. <laughs> but I guess we oh, will. Oh, I'd love to read this one. <laughs> she says, pretty rad show. Who doesn't like a good laugh? Thank you, Ashley Ray. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks, Ashley. We want to thank Alred Slugs for the five-star review on iTunes. Thank you, Alred. He says, I can't get enough. Every show, these cool cats get funnier and more informative. I was just wondering the other day where I could go to catch AIDS, and thanks to these guys, I'm set up next weekend to be the caboose on a bareback train. If nothing else, I don't know if this podcast is going anywhere, but at least we gave one person AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> we'll always have that. All right. Well, this week we have an awesome guest, Kyle Devin. For Valentine's Day, this is very fitting. So Devin actually works in the sex industry. Is that a fair way to put it, Devin? I don't want to call it the sex trade industry. That makes it sound naughty, but you're in the sex industry in some way, shape, or form, right? Yeah, I'm not trading anything. You're it's not, not like uh, <laughs> baseball cards. You get like three prostitutes, a okay. dominatrix, and then some you servant child. Trade them from a rookie <laughs> prostitute card. So, so segueing from sadomasochism as a topic to Devin's firsthand anecdotal accounts, because Devin worked in a, the sex field as assistant to a dominatrix. Is that correct? Or several dominatrixes? Yeah. Um, What's the plural of dominatrix? Dominatrixes? I don't Dominic. know. That doesn't sound right. I should have Googled this grammar <laughs> situation <laughs> before I came here. Yeah, I have a friend. She lives in Chicago, and I'm still an assistant to her, but it's mainly sending uh, legal notices. And then there's a chick who uh, we do not get along with now at all, so I can't say her name, but... She was interested because it went to her head and it was like watching. Uh, I imagine it's like, okay, like it's a persona. She has a pseudonym and all that. But then eventually she just started acting like the persona oh. all the time. Oh, like Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like say you're going out to dinner with Larry. I don't know why you would, but say you are. Yeah, I mean, Bobby, you're going out to dinner for Larry the Cable Guy and you're like, just drop the accent, Dan Whitney. Just drop yeah. the, the accent. Don't order tater tots. You know you don't want that. Uh, you have refined taste in food. Let that reflect tonight. And he orders the tots and just, just that thick as hell accent. Even has some dip in his mouth on the way into this classy establishment. And she was always trying to be Mistress Red Angel or whatever the hell she called herself. Still, we're still talking about Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to set the picture. Yeah, Larry the Cable Guy was a dominatrix. <laughs> Bobby. Before he got into comedy. Bobby had nipple clamps on him yeah. from Larry the Cable Guy. That's what I was trying to get to. Now, but then, like, after a year, I noticed it was going to her head, and I will try to be honest about that, and then he didn't want that level of honesty. And then she did come to a very, uh, I guess, financially smart conclusion that, oh, I could have a slave do this for free. <laughs> <laughs> so you lost your job to a slave. I mean, that's literally the definition of a slave, right? Free labor. Yeah. yeah. So what kind of brutal honesty did you give her? Were you saying that her ball kicking technique was weak? Just that I would try to have a conversation with her, and then uh, her she, alter ego would snap out and just start spitting off or something. You yeah, kept ordering was, tater tots. Yeah, she started talking <laughs> <laughs> very southern. <No. laughs> she just 
she was a very sweet person originally, and then it got where you couldn't have conversations with her without her just being a bitch, basically. I get weird emails, though, while working my very normal job. They would just show up on my phone, and I'd be like, oh, I'll get to that on a work break. But it would be like some stupid email like, hey, mistress, if I shove a banana up my ass, can I pay you $5? And <laughs> I would reply like I'm her sometimes. And then eventually I got my own separate email account. It had assistant in the title, but I would just reply and uh, be like, you can send the money regardless of the banana going in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> send your banana inquiries to askbanana at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. I, I just was like, save yourself the cleanup, man. Just <laughs> don't shove the banana and he's he said uh, well mistress i really want you to see the banana going in my ass and is this a pilled banana or unpilled <laughs> banana like what's the etiquette on banana uh, he's stuff? gonna peel it and just shove it and he wanted her to see the splattering of like oh i see uh, the mush. that's where like that's the surprise. beauty of it yeah. Wait, how does somebody get a peeled banana in their ass without it breaking i don't know but this guy I, well I, it's sad i do know okay <laughs> <laughs> not from experience but this guy Ian, play the tape <laughs> <laughs> this guy wore or, uh, butt plugs, and so he already had his oh. asshole stretched out. Oh. But then I imagine he was still gonna like try to. I don't know how you'd angle that, where you're like <laughs> stretching it, yeah, and yeah. you're trying to gently shove. It, that's where Carlos's third arm comes in. Yeah, that's right. His little baby arm. <laughs> the baby arm gets it in there. But it was just gonna be. You can't really get it in there that far. It's just gonna mush and look gross. And he wanted her to see that for five dollars, and then <laughs> I was. This is the weirdest business I, ever. Well, she's. She really wanted me to tell him just to fuck off. She's like, that is not worth $5. If he pays me 500 okay. But five, tell him to fuck off. That's one of those where, like, I'll take $5 to watch you try to shove a banana up your ass. <laughs> but if, like, if you're right here... I don't want to have to like schedule it and then yeah. it's okay Thursday at seven <laughs> and then I got to commute to go see you. So, nah, man, it's like, hey, if we're in the same room, then all right, go ahead. But yeah. I'm not sucking. Make yeah. it easy for yeah. me to enjoy. Or like if you have like 20 people lined up in a row, then maybe it's worth the drive. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. If you're making like 20 times five, which is a number that's larger than 20. <laughs> so that would maybe be worth it. You hear that? Carlos is not coming out unless you get 20 people you gotta get 20. shoving bananas up their asses. That's, yeah, well, that's how I do my meet and greets after my show. <laughs> that's usually how they end up. There was this one guy, he wanted to know whenever she was on her period so then he could uh, buy tampons. But it was really weird to me because he's a dude. But he would just buy tampons, and it was just a lot of dudes. For like shoving his phantom vagina or something. I mean, it like was <laughs> just a lot of dudes shoving things up their asses. Well, because that's apparently I've never really had to do it, but I don't know why it's so embarrassing. But apparently, a common thing that people talk about, like comedians do it all the time, I was like, ah, you ever have to buy tampons for your wife or whatever, and it's like supposed uh, to be embarrassing. <laughs> But I wonder if the guy, if he ever did it, he was like, ah, no, 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 it's not what you think, cashiers. I just shove this in my ass to coincide when my mistress is on her period. <laughs> like, I don't know what you were thinking I was doing with these tampons. It's just innocent. <laughs> what would you call that when you when you sympathize, I guess? You empathize with somebody's period? I guess, yeah, he, he wanted to be uncomfortable. They were trying to get on the same cycle. Uh, this is like fifth-wave feminism, I think. Is that what it is? Yeah. But there's, uh, there's this chick, I've talked to her. She's like a, I wouldn't say friend, but like an acquaintance of mine. She's on Joe Rogan, uh, Sierra Lynch. Okay. She uh, is like a web dominatrix. She calls herself a humiliatrix. She humiliates people. Oh, she, I see what she did there. She okay. Two words to me. Yeah, yeah she, but she'll sell like shit. Literally, she'll shit in the box, and she's like enough of an internet celebrity to sell it for like four grand now. So people that are into scat stuff want her. Yeah, yeah but she's huh. very normal. Like you could talk to her about 
music and shit. So some people have found that balance. She's been doing it since she was like 19 or something, and hmm. she's in her 30s now. So she's found a balance, but my theory is she doesn't regularly meet up with these people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Whereas uh, one of the two chicks I was an assistant to, uh, the one that went nuts, was meeting up with these people all the time. My friend in Chicago, she'll rarely meet up with that or like submissives. I think you want that distance so you don't get too yeah. mentally sucked in. Oh, yeah. I, I don't see how anybody could ever handle and not get an ego from your shit becoming valuable. Yeah. <laughs> That's, see, no one can handle that much power. I, I don't know if I believe that. To monetize your poop. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. She's, she's like incredibly uh, normal. Like I've had conversations with her just about music and movies and shit. She's really normal. But I can see how you wouldn't stay normal, though. Because, I mean, like the, the chick I was an assistant to, she would just tell someone, send me all the money you would send to your mortgage. And they would do it. Huh? And she was like heartless as fuck. Yeah. She would want screenshots of their bank account and then they'd do it and then she'd see how much was in there and say, all right, send all of it or I'm cutting you out of my life. Like just cold ass shit. And they were like so obsessed with her. They like they couldn't imagine. Oh, oh I can't imagine not. But isn't being, that a thing like financial humiliation? That is a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a case. It is a thing, but you want to have some morality about yeah, it. Yeah. Like think about it. If you want them to be useful to you long term, you don't want them to be fucking homeless yeah, either. Don't take yeah. everything. Take a yeah. car payment or two, not the house payment. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Send me all seven hundred dollars of your net worth. But that isn't a good ethical question though. Like if they're doing it is because they're into it some at some level. So I can see how the dominatrix or whoever would use that to justify. It's like, hey, they want to do this. They get off on me. Yeah, she would use fucking it to justify. Yeah. Breaking. It's like I, I met this girl once. She did webcam shit, and she was actually telling me she wanted me to get involved. Not webcamming, but this other thing where like apparently you just humiliate gay guys about being gay. <laughs> and I'm like, that sounds like the worst. Baptist? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. She, she wanted me to be a pastor. <laughs> But I was like, okay, it sounds so wrong. But then on the other side of it is like, well, these guys that are there to be humiliated for being gay, they're choosing to go there. So it's not like they're being forced, but it also feels like you're taking advantage of some sort of mental health issue that they have. So I don't know where the ethical balance is on doing that sort of thing. So, okay, let me get this straight. There are people out there that will pay for turds. And other people out there that will pay for homophobia. Yeah. <laughs> Two yeah. things this planet has in abundance. <laughs> <laughs> There's a business model. I, th- I can see the light bulb over Bobby's head. So, Devin, would you recommend this profession? Is, is this a five-star recommendation? Join this profession, or is this one-star run for the hills? What do you think? Um, well, honestly, like uh, I respect that Ciara chick who was on Rogan's podcast. So if you can stay sane and... Not be a cunt, I guess. Yeah, not be a cunt, then yeah. If you can pull it off like she has for over a decade, then yeah, I guess I'd recommend it. Why not? But I think you got to know your own mental health. Like if you can just tell you're going to go off the rails, then maybe not do that. Some of them literally <clears throat> pray to these women. There's That's the whole kink too. God, mm-hmm. Goddess worship. They want to pay a grand for your, a bottle of your piss, shit like that, because they say they want to have something in them from their God. There's yeah. one guy who said like he wanted to have communion. They paid a grand for her piss. Like, that's insane. It's, it's insane. Imagine how sad it's going to be once they're old and they're reminiscing about, I remember when my piss would go for a thousand dollars a grand. <laughs> You know, the good old days. <laughs> she accidentally shits during anal sex. Like, clean that up. That's four grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Keeping up with the Valentine's Day theme. Each week, we watch hundreds of hours of porn just to find these gems. The noble task of sitting through missionary-style sweet romantic love. Just kidding. 
mostly uh, Cut Calling, Bukaki, and Senseless Midget Gang Bangs, just to bring you guys the best Pornhub comments of the week. Alright, and these are going to be extra, extra romantic. Extra senseless. Extra, extra spicy. Only time I got fucked by two girls in high school was when both didn't bother to show up to our group presentation. SMH. Jacob Gyllenhaal took time out of his busy acting schedule to reply. Probably because you didn't have a top knot. Chicks love douchey hairstyles. This is, this is like the man bun, right? Yeah, okay. So if you have a man bun, chicks will do whatever. Top knot sounds like an old-timey domestic violence threat. Make that sandwich, I'll give you a top knot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Man. That's our new shirt, too. <laughs> Patreon subscribers. An old man waving a cane saying, I'll give you a top knot. <laughs> <laughs> this comes from This Video is Bad. That's the name, which I think they just created. They just created an account because <laughs> yeah. they were so salty. That's about how, the how much they hated this that they made their entire name This Video is Bad. Because at this point, you can't compliment the video, right? Once you're handled, <laughs> yeah. this video is you're, bad. Yeah, you're locked in. Yeah, it's going to be mixed signals if you... Okay. So with this one, they say, you know, normally I don't do this. I've never commented on a porn video before. Okay, see? But I feel <laughs> as if this time is a necessity. Music was great. This is in all caps, by the way. Music was great. Acting was bad. No sexy sexy until the last minute <laughs> of the whole video. Uh-oh. This is an insult to the jerking off community. Then he starts eating her out with her pants on. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? And this bitch couldn't even fly a kite. <laughs> what did she not have a dad to teach her how to fly one? Not racist, in parentheses. <laughs> Nevertheless, I blew my load three times. <laughs> yeah, I can see how you picked this romantic one for the Valentine's Day. I'm just wondering what made him think of kite flying. Yeah, what? And, and then how would you eat someone out with their pants on? That's not even. And imagine what this guy could do if he had a good video three times for this shit. Holy shit! And what stereotype involves flying kites? That could be Is that a as racial stereotype I'm unaware of? Oh, it's because she didn't have a dad. Oh, yeah. Devin, whoa. I'm just I'm putting myself. Devin, in Jesus mindset Christ. of this video is bad. That's all. Now, second thought, I think I might have put the wrong one on this episode. This I was supposed to do the sweet one this time, but I I got them mixed up. Uh, I mean, I mean, no sexy, sexy until the last minute. Come yeah, on. yeah, that's kind of sweet, you know. Call it sexy, sexy. Yeah. I work with a, a dude who he talks like he has a. Tourette's problem, but he'll sometimes he'll just walk around the warehouse going sex, 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 sex. <laughs> he just says that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even making a. As joke. long as he's not staring at you when he's saying sex, 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 <laughs> yeah. and you know, no, he just says it. Just says it. Well, so, sometimes, it, like he'll he can be putting uh, money in the soda machine and he'll just be saying it. It, it really isn't always connected to sex. It's just huh. ooh, sex, 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 and he just he just got a Mountain Dew. Is that sex, 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 or sexy, sexy, sexy? No, he's a sex, sex, sex. But I, I brought it up because I want to get him saying sexy, sexy now. Okay. Yeah, sexy, sexy, sexy. I'd be an upgrade, I would say. That's a me too waiting to happen, dude. <laughs> he gets caught saying that, looking at the wrong person. You could one-up his weirdness by asking if he'd watch you put a banana up your ass for $5. Oh, yeah. All right, I think I'll let Devin closes out on this last one here. Man, this is Brother Man Bill 2K16. The fact that this video is in HD just makes my nipples become fucking harder than every boss combined. The massive erection cannot be described with words, actions, or even sight. The best way I can describe it is if I imagine a man taped a fucking battleship on his crotch. I have drowned so many people with the cum that I ejaculated, and with the death tolls rising, I fear that the apocalypse may stem from this very video. Pure euphoria, and my fedora gets tipped to you, good sir. 
You know what, Carlos? Did you write this one? No, I mean I'm not Brother Man Bill 2016. Yeah, you're comedian Brother Man <laughs> Bill. What do you guys the, the fedora, the yeah. comedian he be fool in 2020. <laughs> Man, so I, I, again, I fucked up. I put the wrong Pornhub comments on our wholesome Valentine's Day episode. So uh, I, I gotta get us back wholesome again. So before we get out of here, I wrote a special song for my lady friend. You guys want to hear it? Yeah. So yeah, I was trying to dazzle the lady friend. She said that we needed to up our romance game. So for Valentine's Day this year, I wrote her a little song. So I want to give you guys a preview, and you tell me what you think of this. When your family's in town, I don't wanna be around. I'll take a day trip some other place with Jack Shacks along the way. It's not really cheating if she wears a glove. Just a friendly little meeting, it's not really love. When your family's in town, I don't wanna be around. So I get a rub down. Anyway, and it, uh, it's got some other part that's like real romantic, but I haven't gotten that part yet. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't the romantic part. I'm crying. What do you think? How, how am I looking on that one? Do you think that, I'm going to get to fifth base with my lady friend doing that? Yeah, that's got to be like the number one 2020 rubdown song <laughs> so, so far. Yeah. We need to get For this now. on uh, Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ian, what's your SoundCloud? Post <laughs> uh, it up on your MySpace so the viewers can download it. <laughs> I may have to do that. But yeah, I do love the Jack Shacks. I think for anyone that's not taking their lady friend out for Valentine's Day, that's a good way to have some fun with females. Buy some shit in a box, too. <laughs> yeah, buy some shit in a box. All right, so Devin, you got anything coming up you want to plug? Frayedfabric.com is a uh, documentary to help sexual assault survivors. F-R-A-Y-E-D, fabric.com. Don't go to afraidfabric.com. That's yeah, a it's not, that's, totally different thing. That's for people who have a phobia of fabric. <laughs> and if you go there, there is a... Uh, section you can email me or my co-director if, seriously if you have a line with uh, Netflix or Hulu then contact us alright awesome uh, Carlos you got anything can you do it the, I mean if, if uh, what, what, with this my fans they're the real MVP so uh, alright uh, Bobby uh, uh, do I ever have uh, you know you know uh, uh, do, uh, so, uh, fucking uh, 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 alright